Welcome back to Yeah, that can't be good. A rewatch podcast of the sci-fi original series Eureka. Let's get going. Hey, it's Doug with the TV Guide Synopsis. Season 5, Episode 5, Jack of All Trades. Original air date May 14th, 2012. DOD psychological assessor Warren Hughes resurfaces and Carter begins to exhibit strange behavior. Creators Jamie Paglia and Andrew Cosby, teleplay by Jamie Paglia, story by Eric Wallace, and directed by Jamie Paglia. Now my entire scientific career is at the mercy of Sheriff Carter. I'm more concerned that his body is at your mercy. What if he gets stuck this way? Wow, well, Dr. Blake. Either you have to date me and Sheriff Carter's body, or date Sheriff Carter in mine. It's quite a Sophie's choice. Grace, we have to fix this. Honey, don't worry, I will take care of it. Hi, we're back with Season 5, Episode 5, Jack of All Trades. I'm here with my co-host, Doug Gramley. Hey. And once again, the audio may not sound the way it usually does because I did remember to get an adapter for my phone, but for some reason I can't get it to play through the speaker. So just bear with us. Joe and Zane are back together, but this fact does not erase the awkwardness between Carter and Joe, the anger Zane has for Carter, or the tension between Joe and Allison. Warren Hughes comes back to Eureka to evaluate the Astraeus crew for lingering issues from their ordeal. Redactions may be in order for some of them. Carter and Joe will be in charge of the redactions. Allison is not happy with that arrangement. Warren's first evaluation is with Dr. Fowler, who is testing his Matrix-made invention, moving organic mass through space-time. Carter saves Fargo from exploding meat, and Warren, believing that Fowler rushed his project, decided to redact him, pending a hearing. Fargo questions Zane about the Matrix equipment being up and running. He orders him to shut it down and store it away. Warren takes Fargo paintballing for the first portion of his evaluation. During the game, Fargo and Jack swap brains, causing Fargo and Jack's body to shoot up sick bay. I keep calling it sick bay. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Thinking he is still playing paintball. Jack is able to pass Fargo's paintball evaluation when he remembers that he can actually shoot a real gun. When they are able to convince everyone else that they have switched brains, the group decides to keep it from Warren while they work on correcting the situation. Fargo and Carter swap back during the second portion of Fargo's evaluation, just in time for Fargo to salvage the remainder of the inkblot part of the evaluation. Fargo passes his evaluation. Fargo, Henry, Allison, and Jack discuss the brain swap and eliminate the meat explosion as the cause. They are hopeful that the episodes are over, but will continue to research what might have been the cause. The next morning, the situation escalates when Carter, in Zane's body, finds himself in the shower with Joe and Zane, in Jack's body, finds himself in bed with Allison, which only adds to the awkwardness between Joe and Carter when Joe finds out and the tension between Allison and Joe and Zane and Carter. Carter as Zane is attacked by Martha during his rock climbing evaluation. Warren has a heart problem while running from Martha. He tells them he has an implantable cardioverter defibrillator, which sends a shock to his heart when his heart has an issue due to stressful situations. It kicks in and Warren is okay. Joe takes him to fill out an accident form while Carter, Allison, and Grace go to sickbay. Grace thinks that the problem is being caused by the Z-waves and Carter's brain is acting like an antenna. There's no way to save him except to perform brain surgery. They also decide it's time to tell Warren. Warren is not very sympathetic and tells them that after the surgery and everything is fixed, they will all be redacted. 
Joe visits Zane before the surgery, and while she's kissing him, Carter and Zane switch back just as Allison walks in. Carter cannot catch a break at all. Allison begins the surgery with Carter back in his body as Warren, Fargo, and Henry watch from the gallery. Unfortunately, she and Carter brain swap in the middle of the procedure, and Allison has to talk Carter through the remainder of the steps. In the recovery room, Henry comes to tell them that the meat explosion, Martha, and the smart car were all being affected by the same frequency, which is affecting Jack. Allison, still in Jack's body, runs off to find the equipment that Fargo has been telling Zane to shut down all day. Joe, who last left Carter in Carter's body, talks to Carter about the fact that, of course, them being together has crossed both of their minds. She wants to talk about it and be done with it. Jack, being Allison, tells her that it's never crossed his mind, in a not-so-nice and humiliating way. Meanwhile, Zane shows Fargo what he thinks might be Holly's consciousness in the Matrix mainframe, right before the rest of the group comes, explaining that if they don't shut it down, Carter will suffer permanent damage. Fargo gives the order to shut it down, knowing that he may lose whatever might be left of Holly in the mainframe. Zane complies, and Allison gets her brain back, but Carter's synapses are misfiring, and he collapses. Warren suggests using something like his ICD to shock Carter back into normal brain function. Allison has to do a second brain surgery to jumpstart Carter's brain, which is a success. Warren notes how well they all work together in a crisis and decides that they should not be redacted at all. Grace tells Henry that she's having difficulties adjusting and needs to go away for a while. Later at Cafe Diem, Allison looks like she might feel a little bit bad about what she did to Joe, but does not get the chance to tell Carter because he decides to propose to her as Joe looks on. Allison accepts. All right, so what did you think of that episode? I thought it was pretty good. A little confusing at times. I I'm guess. i trying to remember who Jack was, but I, I think they all did a pretty good job of acting like him. Oh my God, I know. You know, Zane and Fargo, I think, did pretty good job. This is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite episodes. And I think I laugh harder every time I watch it. This is one episode you have to watch twice. Because the first time you're watching it, just to watch it. And the more you watch it, the more you realize all of the little things they're doing to act like each other. And it's hilarious. I laugh more every time I watch this. Holy socks, we've swapped bodies! Jack, what is going on with you? Well... For starters, I'm over here. Okay, Fargo, it's not funny. Jack just fired a weapon in the infirmary. You, I did what? It was an accident. I was in here, in my body, playing laser tag. The next thing I know, I'm in you. Okay. Never phrase it that way again. What are you two talking about? And I always, while I'm watching it, think Neil Grayson's done the best job of being Jack until I get to Zane, and then it's a toss-up. They both do an excellent job. We've had a kind of neural swap. That is impossible. Possible. We were just making out in the infirmary. With Warren here, Dr. Blake, PDA in the workplace is against GD policy. Bigger issues, Fargo! Oh my god, you're not kidding. Is this my choking face? No, this is not my face at all! What did you... Brainiacs do this time. I don't know, but if Warren finds out, we can kiss our jobs goodbye. Hey, kids. Yeah, I thought, um, I, I mean, I don't laugh out loud all that much, but when they were looking at the ink blot test and he said, what do you say, like butterfly cloud or butterfly, butterfly dog? Butterfly dog. Like yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, funny. Just hurry up. Carter's in my body talking to Warren. Who knows what he might say? Butterfly dog. <laughs> what an oddly childlike imagination you have. Uh, how about this one? 
butterfly cow. Uh, that, that is filthy. You show that to children. Like we said, Joe and Zane are back together, but Zane still hates Carter. He yeah. won't get over it. I mean, they, he keeps on getting into these situations that's not his fault at all. Right. You know, making everything worse. Then Warren's evaluations. It starts with Dr. Fowler. He makes a mistake. Yeah. He's just ridiculous. The guy makes a mistake and he's redacted because he rushed his project. Well, first, how does he know he rushed his project? He doesn't. And it turns out at the end, it wasn't his fault at all, but he still is redacted. Right. I I don't know. I was getting sick and tired of the word redacted. And back with the meat explosion. And I don't know if you noticed it, but Carter's uh, the one who's always asking for safety goggles in any situation. Yeah, well, I mean, he kind of was foreshadowing that something was right. going to happen to him because he refused. I, I couldn't tell. Did it look like he refused or did it look like there just wasn't enough? I think he refused. I think uh, he like was like, no thanks. Or, yeah, uh, that's what I thought. But then I was wondering if there just wasn't enough. So that makes it even funnier because yeah. he's always asking for safety goggles. And again, the background acting that he does after the meat explodes. Sheriff, are you all right? I don't know what happened. All the other tests went perfectly. Can I get a towel? I think I'm deaf. Yeah. He's in the background all on his own doing all this stuff. And it's so funny. While Warren and, uh, who was he talking to, Fargo or? Fargo. Yeah. The background facial expressions and the background acting all by himself like nobody else is in the room is hilarious. I'm going to have a hard time controlling myself when I go to put clips in. I found an elevation in Jack's Z-Wave pattern compared to the other crew members. It's concerning. Tell me about it. Woke up inside Zane. In in the shower. Damn it! Jack? How'd you guess, Henry? This is extraordinary. There's not the word I choose, but... Zane is in your body? Yeah, he's on his way here now. I feel all bulky. Maybe just... One big clip. <laughs> I thought it was a good episode. Well, I feel like it's been maybe I'm just thinking of this episode from watching it before, but I, I felt like this theme was done already. The meat explosion when he's yelling? No, the, where they, they like switch bodies. Well, Joe and um, Fargo's girlfriend from the first timeline, I forget her name now. Uh, what was her name? The one who went to Google and he doesn't know her in this timeline? Yeah, I can't think of it. She oh. swapped bodies with Joe in one episode your face or mine it's one of my least favorite episodes joe swapped bodies with somebody that we didn't know so it wasn't like this yeah she was a brand new character that episode and she stayed around a couple episodes because she was then fargo's girlfriend for a little while yeah and again after the meat explosion allison blames carter for everything that didn't go smoothly right where she said that she needed things to go smoothly because warren was there right so what do you got what was up with you know what? I wrote that down, and it's not on my notes. Does she sleep in that stuff on a random Tuesday? I don't know. I guess. Because we've seen that outfit before, right? Somewhere? Yeah. That was, I mean, yeah. obvious they threw that in there. You know, just seemed a little ridiculous. It was very ridiculous. <laughs> so now I don't have my notes, so I'm going to have to try and remember. Do you have anything else? I felt bad for Joe, especially when Allison was acting like Carter. That was horrible. Yeah. And that was in my notes, too. Thanks for bringing it up. I think you'd have to, like, appreciate her honesty, Joe's honesty. Right. And, but to, like, act like that. And then now all you've done is now create this weird relationship now with Joe and Carter. And Carter, who has no idea Joe what's going. Be, I mean, obviously, Joe doesn't know that 
What about our kiss? Oh, this Matrix thing has everyone acting nuts, and I really want things to be normal again, so I just... I think that we should just be honest with each other. You know, so we can move past it and get on with our lives. Honest about what, exactly? Us. I mean, of course I've thought about it. Why wouldn't I? You're my best friend. You're attractive. I'm really attractive. <laughs> I mean, I, it's not that I want to pursue it. You know, I just... Why act like it's never crossed our minds? I mean, haven't you ever thought about it? No. Not really. Oh. Well, I'm glad that we cleared that up. In a way, I could see maybe Allison wanting to hear what she had to say. Yeah, but then you don't, I mean, she never did anything to you. Right. You don't have to be humiliating right. about it. You could have given her an answer like, I don't know. There's better ways to do it. Yeah. Even at the beginning, you know that's the case. Jack and uh, Joe are talking at the beginning about, you know, like that would ever happen. And Carter chuckles nervously. Yeah. You know, so obviously they've both thought about it. So, you're back together. We're working on it. Congratulations. Maybe now stop giving me the stink eye. Oh, well, he's still having some issues with our uh, Matrix relationship. Yeah, so is Allison. I mean, like, that would ever happen in the real world, right? I know. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't mean that anything's going to happen. Right. That's obvious. Anybody would think that they both thought of it. Except Allison, of course, obviously. That was mean, and that was terrible. When Zane wakes up his Carter... Yeah. And Allison goes into the bathroom and she asks who he's on the phone with and he says Zane. And then Zane, thinking the way Jack would talk about him when he's not there. Oh, yeah. He's he's such a troublemaker. Yeah. Hello? Zane. It's Carter. If you're Carter, then why do you sound like me? Because I am. We just swap brains. This is a seriously messed up dream. That was in my notes, too. And this bothers me. It doesn't bother me. Well, it does, sort of. I always think about this in other shows, too. Say somebody's overweight, and they write people talking about this person being overweight. So now you know the writers have noticed, and they're pointing it out. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's one part that I always wonder about when Carter's driving, but it's Zane, and he's looking in the mirror, and he says, those wrinkles are so deep. Yeah. My cheeks are like a basset hound. Which... Colin Ferguson has those kind of cheeks. I mean, I wouldn't call him Basset Hound, but he's a handsome guy. But And I'm not saying his cheeks are flappy or anything. So how do you think it feels when the writers are writing about your Basset Hound cheeks? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're pointing out all your flaws and right. writing about him. Do you know what I mean? It No, it does. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Instead of, I think in this situation, I feel like he probably had some creative input. I was wondering that too, yeah. Because other than that, they made... 
comments, but not really direct insults, except for Zane yeah. and Carter. And that was really the big one. I mean, there was the part where Carter bends over like he's sick and he says, I'm, what did he say? I'm hideous or something. <laughs> But that wasn't a specific, like, I have a huge nose or something like that. And I always wondered about that, because he does have a long face. Yeah, I think he must have been able to have his own input. I hope so, because I always feel bad when I see that part. You showered with my girlfriend. You're lucky I didn't punch myself in the face. Don't push me, six-pack, or I'll pound another bacon cheese skull. Another? It's going to take me months to work that off! Whatever! We need to get Henry to take a look at Martha. Zane, are you all right? No. Do I look all right? I'm hideous. I'm half Scarecrow, half Mandy Griffith. And then, you know, Warren. You know my feeling towards... Warren, I know. I'm sorry you ended up with Warren episode, but he's not in it all that much. No, that whole part of it just didn't really make much sense. No, he's just ready to redact anybody who makes any kind of mistake, which could have been an everyday ordinary mistake anyway. But Fargo, again, we're measuring his growth. He's willing to let Zane shut down the Matrix, even though he knows there yeah, might be part I of... that was a big step for him. The good of the many, as Mr. Spock would say. Jack almost died. There was you know, all this stuff going back and forth with everyone else, and Grace decides that it's too much for her, and she's got to step back. There's just some people out there that it's always, no matter what's going on, it's always got to be about them. She seemed to have the hardest time transitioning back. But yeah. Yeah. At the end, you know, when Carter finally proposes, Allison looked like she wanted to tell him what she did to Joe. And of course, she gets interrupted and she doesn't get to. And he proposes. This is stupid. But I always thought those were onion rings, but they're not. They're potato rings. <laughs> They're potato rings. They're not onion rings. I always thought the ring he put on her finger was an onion ring. It wasn't? No, it's a potato ring. Is that what they said? Yes. I never heard that until this time when I watched it. Yeah, I I guess I wasn't paying attention. I just assumed that it was uh, an onion ring. So did I, until this time when uh, Vincent says it's a potato ring. Margarita pizza for Allison, and for you, Sheriff, a barbecue bacon blue cheeseburger with beer batter curly fries. Enjoy. Thanks, Vince. Actually, when Jack says, yes, I'm fully aware this is a, there's a name for it, but it's a potato ring. Will you marry me? And I, I also know that this is uh, your battered <laughs> potato ring. But, uh, people are staring. So, what do you say? Now, Allison did a good job with Carter. It was harder to visualize it because she's a female, obviously. Yeah. That's so mean. Yeah, well, I'm still a little mad about that kiss. And so not my fault. I swear, it's all about you. She did a really good job. If you really pay attention to what she's doing as Carter. Yeah. When they hand her the clipboard and she says, what, are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know what this means. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that was, yeah, that was funny. Really? I don't know what this means. Well, the data shows that the hyperactive axonal cluster is serving as an antenna. And it's not transmitting, it's receiving. From what? Well, we don't know, but the spike in the electrical activity from each swamp is eroding the myelin sheath. That doesn't sound good. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there were a couple times where I got confused. I couldn't figure out who was who. Like, I had forgotten that they had switched, but, you know, overall, I think it was pretty funny. Yeah. Jack! 
Carter's inside Allison now. Freezing how many times? All right, since I lost my notes and I can't think of anything else, do you have anything else? Um, no. Good episode. Probably one of the better ones. It is, definitely. Absolutely. All right, then we will be back next week, I think, with Kim. All right. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Oh, I've literally never been so happy. Oh, my God, I don't think I could have taken Sophie's choice. She's been a little worried. Okay, DC, tell us what's next. Join us next time for season five of also six, Worst Case. Mom, I need help. Scenario. Scenario. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Please remember to follow us on our Facebook page. Yeah, that can't be good. At facebook.com backslash Eureka Rewatch. Or on Twitter at Eureka Rewatch. Links to information discussed during our podcasts will be added to our website at EurekaRewatch.com. You can also listen to our podcast on Podbean. If you'd like to send us an email, please email us at EurekaRewatch at Gmail. We would love to hear from you. And we're now also available on Google Play.